Welcome to the Dental Breakdown Show. This show is where we break down issues in the dental marketplace. My name is Christian White, CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. Dr. Heidi, um, I think one of the things that everyone's kind of curious about is what are patients talking about when they're in your operatory or when they're in your presence? You know, what are the hot topics or the buzzwords that they have questions about? I think a lot of people would like to know that. Oh, sure. Um, I, one of the things we always, you know, get questioned about is bleaching. You know, I guess number one, is it safe? Number two, why does it make my teeth sensitive? <laughs> um, and basically, yes, it is a safe product. I, when I go through and talk to patients about bleaching, I usually explain that there's kind of three main tiers of bleaching. And, and I often will encourage them to actually start with, I mean, like first we make sure that, you know, that their, their teeth are, you know, something that can be bleached. I mean, if you have crowns or fillings that they don't bleach, so we talk about that, but, um, but, you know, we'll talk about, you know, the, you know, just the over the counter bleaching for some people is really quite effective. And, and if it's the least expensive, I'd say start there. Um, and then we talk about, we actually in our office have the Opal Go, which is sort of the second tier. Um, and, and then we talk about, you know, bleaching trays as being the third tier. And we kind of talk about the difference, you know, bleaching, the, the Opal Go is sort of, you know, it's a, you buy a packet that is good for, I think it's 10 days. And, and we talk about that sensitivity is expected and, and you can actually spread them out instead of doing them every day, you can do them every other day. Um, and that way you tend to get less sensitivity. Um, and then the trays are, I, I usually gear them towards my patients that tend to do things that stain their teeth, you know, coffee, tea, pop, um, you know, red wine, stuff like that. Um, things that are, if there's somebody who does those things a lot, then they're probably a better candidate for those bleaching trays. Um, so that, that's a, definitely something I talk about on a daily basis. Um, so one of the things I guess that's more interesting, that's a little newer is the charcoal toothpaste. I get those questions quite a bit. Um, and it's in charcoal toothpaste is actually a really interesting product. I mean, like the concept behind it is sort of rooted in medicine. I mean, like the idea behind charcoal toothpaste is really that it should absorb toxins, which that's sort of a generic word toxins, but um, I mean, because they use it, like if you, you know, have certain, you know, things that you have ingested and you go to the emergency room, they'll give you charcoal right, or activated charcoal. And so the idea is that, you know, the toothpaste will absorb the same things that the, you know, that it does in your stomach and your mouth isn't really the same as your stomach. So it really doesn't, it, it doesn't translate well into your mouth. And also charcoal tends to be quite abrasive. So I've actually had to do some fillings on a, a patient or two that has, you know, kind of scrubbed their teeth down to the dentin level um, on, because they, you know, use the charcoal toothpaste too much. So, so I, gen, I generally don't recommend the charcoal toothpaste. Okay. Um, Another one, actually, one that I think is really interesting is it's sort of an old remedy that um, people will ask me about oil pulling. I don't, have you heard of that one? No, never? what is that? I have not heard of it. <laughs> it's, I know it sounds really weird. It's just switching your mouth with oil. Um, it's, I mean, like, and the interesting thing to me is it's actually rooted in like the Ayurvedic 
texts, which are from India from like 600 AD. Wow. And, and so, I mean, like, so it's a really interesting concept and people like to point to that and be like, see, it's this ancient medicine that, you know, that really imparts <laughs> health. But in my mind, it was the best thing they had at 600 AD. So it wasn't necessarily that it's, you know, I mean, like we have toothbrushes now and we have, mm. you know, other things. And if you do the oil pulling, and I, I should explain, oil pulling is you literally take oil and swish your mouth with it. And and like they now say coconut oil, but, but uh, I mean, okay. like the, the people that are recommending it, yeah. But actually, if you look <laughs> back to the original recommendations in the Ayurvedic texts, it's actually not about coconut oil. Um, but they, uh, in order to make it, you know, work officially you have to swish for 15 to 20 minutes Oof. and that's really that's dedication i'm like that is i could have brushed my teeth and flossed and been asleep right. by that point so, <laughs> so i mean i get the the desire for like the all natural you know approaches but but that that's a long time and i mean like you know if you swish your mouth with anything for 15 to 20 minutes it's bound to like you know, maybe, maybe have a little bit of a health benefit, right. but, but it isn't, you know, it, I mean, brushing your teeth is still what I would recommend is the most, you know, important way to clean your teeth and flossing and water picking and all those other things. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that, that's kind of a fun one that, you know, if somebody asked me about it, I get to explain a little bit. <laughs> Interesting. All right. It's always, I always like to ask uh, Dennis that question because I get a variety of answers. And sometimes oh, yeah. I, that, yeah. it's just very interesting what patients show up with. <laughs> I have to be like, well, uh, and actually, we don't see it anymore. But the you know we used to get the question of like, you know, are I mean, is flossing actually effective? Because yes. like everybody's crossing their fingers that it's not effective, but right. it is effective. It <laughs> is basically if you have stuff on your teeth and it sits there, it's going to cause a cavity or it's going yes. to cause gum irritation. So removing it is the answer and you can't remove in between your teeth except by putting something in there too. So that's why yes. flossing helps. Anyway. <laughs> you, I just had a curiosity. Do you have questions, patients who ask about the water pick, you know, the new water flossing? Oh yeah. Um, actually, I mean, if you look at the studies with water pick, I mean, I do feel like it's really effective. I mean, I'm still a traditional floss and well, I use an electric brush, but yeah, <laughs> um, I'm still the traditional, but I mean, especially if somebody says, you know what, take flossing off the table because that's not going to happen. What else you got? <laughs> um, I actually really do recommend that one because it is, I mean, it's a really great way. Now it's a little tricky because number one, you have to be really close to the sink because you get a lot of water. Correct. And number two, you do have to angle the toothbrush, you know, in the right way in order to be able to get it to go in between your teeth. So there's a little bit of a learning curve there. Um, but yeah, actually in certain cases, you can actually put like a medicament in it, like a mouth rinse, um, like an anti-gingivitis mouth rinse that will actually deliver a little bit of that medication in between your teeth. So it's actually, I mean, I do recommend it, um, in certain cases. So yeah. Interesting. All right. I just like to ask that. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's, uh, switch gears here real quick. Let's talk about, you know, obviously we're in the middle of this you know, pandemic with the coronavirus, you know, I think it's mm -hmm. important for us to talk about, you know, what is Byron Dental doing uh, to make sure that the patients are safe when they come into the practice and making sure they come in healthy and making sure they leave healthy. I think that's mm -hmm. an important piece to talk about. So let's chat about that. 
Yeah, actually, what, huh, as they were coming out with the, the new recommendations, I think I sent Lori, our office manager, I think I sent her like a 24 point email saying all the things that we were going to have to do differently in order to be able to, you know, safely provide care for our patients. And so, I mean, like, so when you come in to our office right now, things do look a lot different. Um, everybody in, well, all of the well, dentists, hygienists, assistants, pretty much everybody is always wearing a mask. So, I mean, that's a critical part of it. We, we actually, I feel a little bit bad because we probably annoy patients a little bit because we ask you screening questions the day before and then we ask the same questions the day of your appointment because we have to make sure things haven't changed. We take your temperature when you first walk in. Um, and actually, we, we we're trying to not really have many people in our waiting room. So we've actually, I mean, on the hot days, we're trying to be accommodating too. But for the mm -hmm. most part, we've had patients actually um, stay in their car until we have them come in. And then we actually escort them through our building and, and we take their temperature. We actually take your pulse oximeter, pulse and uh, oxygen levels to see where they're at. Then we bring you back and we have you actually swish, swish with uh, a type of mouth rinse that is meant to cut down on any viral load that might be in your mouth. Um, and, and then, and we, or when we, if you haven't brought a mask, we will have you wear a mask, we'll bring you a mask. Um, and only when we do the swishing is when we first will have the mask off mm -hmm. in, our, uh, um, in our office. And, and then, I mean, I am wearing, I, well, I wear my regular, you know, coat, but then on top of that, I'm wearing a, like a, a gown that we launder separately and each patient, it gets their own gown. Um, and, and then I have, okay, so, so I have my N9, or I guess we're at a KN95 right now, KN95 mask and another mask over top of that. And then I wear my loops and their goggles and then I have a face shield and so like it literally takes me like four minutes to put all my stuff on <laughs> so number one we it we have a little bit longer appointments because we have to be able to like accommodate all that extra time because right. I mean like all of those things take time and then number two we have asked patients to maybe wear like an extra layer of clothing because with all the things that we're wearing, we have to keep the temperature just a little bit cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so blankets if you forget, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like it, I think we're trying to keep it at 67 or something like that. And, and I know in the summer that's hard because it's 90 degrees outside, but, but in order for us to be able to wear all that equipment, we need to keep it a little cooler. <laughs> Um, and then, I mean, like actually dentistry as a profession, I mean, we have been, you know, very good about already controlling all of, I mean, like we do universal precautions and stuff like that. Correct. So a lot of the things were actually, I mean, like the sterilization of the instruments, this is a pretty easy virus to kill. So, I mean, mm -hmm. like we wipe things down, I mean, as we always have, um, but, but I mean, like the virus itself isn't a challenge from a cleaning the instruments and you know rooms type of um, challenge, it's more you know all, how communicable it is, and so mm -hmm. trying to 
create barriers in there has been the most critical for us. What, uh, what, have, what have patients done in terms of a reaction to, or what reaction have you gotten from patients for all the increased uh, safety measures that you've uh, put in, in, into the practice? Uh, you know, in general, patients have been really receptive. They understand. I mean, we, I mean, we're really lucky. We work in a medical community where a lot of people are kind of dealing it with their, in, in their own jobs anyway. So, I mean, like when we ask them the questions that they have to ask at their own work, they get it. Um, and I mean, I think, I mean, there's probably been a little bit of frustration with, because we have to have our appointments longer and we have to have I mean, like we, we basically are at half staff right now because we have to accommodate for all the social distancing. Um, so we've had to cancel a patient appointments and I felt really bad about that. But I think most people have understood that, you know, while we want to see them, we also want to create a safe environment. The Dental Breakdown Show, sponsored by White & Associates Practice Consulting. Better business, better dentistry. They are a practice management consulting firm for dentists and other healthcare-related businesses. Their sole purpose is to implement proven strategies through online and in-practice visits and result in the personal professional success of the dentist and his or her team. This is Dr. Heidi Torgerson from Byron Dental Group. Uh, When you visit Byron Dental Group, your smile is our top priority. Our team is dedicated to helping you restore and preserve the natural beauty of your smile. If you're looking for a caring dental practice that puts your needs first, then contact us. Dr. Heidi, let's uh, go ahead and talk about one of the most important parts to the success of our dental practice, and that's our team. You've made Mm -hmm. several uh, references to it already. Um, How important is that? And why don't you talk a little bit uh, more about that? Uh, well, I, yeah, I can't stress how important having a good team around you is. I mean, number one, patients will often, I mean, like I'll, you know, do everything I can to explain things and, you know, give options and all that, but, but patients will invariably ask my assistant, ask my hygienist, ask the front desk person, you know, there's a lot of different people that they probably want to hear from besides just me. And so number one, making sure that I am, you know, giving treatment that they understand is is really important. Um, But then training them to be able to, you know, talk to a patient. Like, I mean, we have brochures on, I mean, pretty much all of our main procedures because I like to have, I mean, after, especially on bigger procedures, I like to actually have the assistant talk with the patient because a lot of times they'll feel more comfortable with that. And, and the assistant can walk through, you know, this is what to expect during a procedure. This is how many appointments you'd need. Um, you know, sometimes, they'll, I mean, you know, this appointment we would get you numb, but this appointment you don't even end up getting numb. Um, you know, because that, that's really critical. And so having a team that allows you to do that is really great. Um, I think that was one of the things that I actually, when I first came out of dental school, didn't understand. Like I tried to be everything. And, and it almost is, I don't want to say insulting to the team, but it doesn't let them do their best. And, and I, that's, I have I, um, seen over the years, if I give my, especially my assistants, the chance to talk with um, patients or my hygienists 
a chance to talk with the patients um, and let them explain. A lot of times, you know, we we get to the same point and, and a patient will feel more comfortable. I mean, I, I will give my recommendations and I'll try to give, you know, any information that I can, but, but um, having a team that will also be able to do that is so critical. Um, another thing um, that I also didn't understand when I was coming out of dental school was how critical a great front desk and office manager is. Um, they set up your schedule. They, you know, are always looking, you know, weeks and months ahead versus I'm looking a couple days ahead. Mm -hmm. And and so somebody or well, a team up there that can really, you know, have everything organized for you because you know how you want your office to run, but you know, you're all, I'm only one person and I don't have, that isn't my strength. My strength is, you know, more of doing the treatment. Um, their strength is creating, you know, a good day, creating, you know, patient expectations. Like, you know, if, if I don't have, you know, the ability to do treatment that day, but they were really having an issue, at least let's get them in, let's get them a chance to, you know, maybe get some antibiotics or, you know, something to make them comfortable. Um, and my front desk team is really good at being able to explain what is to be expected at an appointment that day. Mm -hmm. so. uh, Dr. Heidi, I would say that what you just described is a leadership 101. Uh, <laughs> the ability to be able to delegate and put your people in places where they're going to they're going to be the most successful, and mm -hmm. letting them do that and not hovering over them and saying, "Well, I think you did that wrong." No, yeah. you did that wrong, and because nobody likes that. And yeah, but I think you've taken the I opposite. You've taken the opposite approach to that. Yeah. And it's amazing, like what you'll learn. I mean, because everybody comes from different backgrounds and I learn things all the time of, you know, different ways that people put things. And, you know, sometimes that's more impactful than the way that I've been doing it. Um, because, you know, I, I just haven't been explaining something, you know, quite clearly enough. And so, yeah, letting somebody do what they do well is really great mm -hmm. for everybody. And I think you've also done something else that a lot of dentists have a hard time with, and that's let go of your ego. <laughs> um, that's critical in dentistry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, the dentist is always right when it comes to you know, when it comes to doing anything clinical. We won't have a we won't have a discussion about that on this podcast. <laughs> but you know, and I'm being funny, but I mean to be able to then kind of let yourself go a little bit and then empower the other people around you and to let them do what they need to do. That's a, that's a huge piece um, to running a successful dental practice, especially for any dentist out there who's trying to be an owner. I think you'd agree with me. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Um, the one, one last thing I'll say is, you know, you talked about the front desk team. Uh, that's outstanding at our office, especially, you know, Lori, who's the office manager. I think she's kind of our Tom Brady of our dental practice. <laughs> yeah, she is. I will say, yeah, she has been so helpful. I mean, just a great resource. So I've really appreciated her. She kind of, she's the glue that kind of keeps everything together and kind of helps make sure everybody's where they need to be. And mm -hmm. I think uh, the, the patients love her, the staff love her, and it's really been re re excuse me, reflected 
and you know, how successful Byron Daddle has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very lucky. Yeah, she's great. This has been wonderful. You know, Dr. Heidi, thank you so much for being a guest on the Dental Breakdown Show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been more fun than Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> so, you know, our, our listeners, if they, if they'd like to find out more information about you and about Byron Dental, where can they go to find that information? Uh, you could reach us at byrondental.net. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christian White, the CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. If you would like more information on today's topic, you can contact us at whitedentalconsulting.com slash breakdown. Keep those teeth white and see you next time on the Dental Breakdown Show.